Welcome to the Build Your Reiki Business Podcast. I'm Christian of Standing Stones Healing, founder of the Reiki Business Collective and creator of the Build Your Reiki Business Program, sending blessings and best wishes to your Reiki business. Greetings, welcome, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Build Your Reiki Business Podcast. I'm Christian of Standing Stones Healing, and as always, I am grateful to have you here, so I want to say thank you so very much. In this week's episode, we're talking about pricing tricks. (laughs) <laughs> yes, pricing for your Reiki business. I'm going to share some tricks with you. I'm going to say more about that in a moment. But first, I want to make sure as a public service announcement to let you know that registration for the Build Your Reiki Business program is actually closing on December 1st. Now, when I say closing, this is a temporary closure. My original plan was to increase the price on December 1st, but with the influx of students and the fact that I meet with each student one-on-one multiple times, it means that um, I am going to close registration temporarily as I uh, spend my time and attention with the students who have enrolled. And so what that means is that if you are thinking about joining the Build Your Reiki Business program, definitely get in on that program by December 1st. I will open it up again for enrollment in 2024. I'm not yet sure exactly on the date. And so if you are thinking about it at all, please do not delay. And when it does reopen uh, in uh, 2024, yes, indeed, it will be at a higher registration fee. So please do, if you're thinking about it, join us, standingstoneshealing.com slash build. I'm really excited to offer this program. And as a matter of fact, when uh, the program reopens next year, I do believe I will be changing the way I talk about the program because with lifetime access, I've come to realize that it's not truly a typical program. It's more of a membership and that your registration fee is really a lifetime membership. And so um, be on the lookout. I will be talking about it in a different kind of way in the future, but if you're thinking about it, please do don't delay. Standingstoneshealing.com slash build by December 1st. Thank you so much. So pricing in your Reiki business, and specifically, I'm going to be talking about some pricing tricks. Now, when I use the word trick, these are things that I have found um, over the years that other business owners might do, other Reiki business owners might do, um, things that are uh, used purposefully in pricing to get you to purchase and to even quote unquote trick a person um, into uh, purchasing. Now, Just because I share these with you doesn't mean you need to use them. As a matter of fact, I want to give the big disclaimer here that in my Reiki business, I do not. And just because I don't doesn't mean that you aren't allowed to. You know, our business 
is really what we make of it and the direction in which we want it to go and the way in which we want it to operate. And so as the business owner, you have the free will to use these quote unquote tricks, but I also want to provide them with you to enable you as a consumer and to enable you to have the same knowledge that I have learned over the years about pricing. So what kind of pricing tricks are out there? Now, of course, I'm just going to share a few of them with you. These are the ones that I have learned about over the years through my research and my experience. Um, And it doesn't mean that this is all there is to know about the tricks of pricing. Um, But these are the ones that I am aware of and that I am always on the lookout for. Um, And, uh, And these are the ones that I want to empower you with as well. So the first kind of trick with pricing is that um, oftentimes the higher the price, the more valuable a product or service is going to seem. And so in our minds, when we don't have a way of assessing the value of a product or service... We use pricing to do that. And so we look to price to um, help us determine whether or not something is good. If something is expensive, we will uh, regard it as good. And we will do this without even realizing it. And so when we don't have knowledge of a product or a service, so for instance, let's say that you're looking at um, a booking a session with a practitioner. Maybe someone is looking to book a session with you. They've never had a session with you before. You've maybe never had a session if you're, you know, doing, applying this to your own experience. You've never had a session with this person. You don't know of anyone else who has either. And so you have no way of assessing whether or not this provider provides a good service. And so what happens? We look to price to determine that. And we automatically say, oh, this person charges a lot. They must be good. Oh, this person charges $300 for their Reiki session. It must be a really good Reiki session. Maybe, maybe it really is. But we use price to determine for us to help us determine whether something truly is valuable or not. We use it as a default. There was this great study done. And of course, there have been lots of studies done on uh, these um, uh, pricing, quote unquote, tricks that I'm sharing with you. There was a great study done uh, years ago with wine. And what they did was they took, and this this study comes from a great book called Influence by Robert Cialdini, C-I-A-L-D-I-N-I. It's a big book, <laughs> um, but it's fascinating stuff. And what they did um, in, in this um, study that Cialdini cites is that they took three bought not three uh, different types of wine, but it was this, all the same exact wine. And they labeled the wine uh, a one price. It was, a, you know, a low price. 
they labeled the wine a midpoint price, and then they labeled the wine an expensive price. And they put all of the those those three glasses of wine out on the table with the three price points. And in a blind taste test, remember it's the same exact wine. In a blind taste test, the expensive wine won out. And so that means that in a blind taste test, tasters, consumers chose the most expensive wine as the best, but it was all the same wine. So the low-priced wine was the same exact wine as the mid-priced wine, which was the same exact wine as the expensive wine. But yet, price is something that we use to affix value. And so what this means is that in our own Reiki business, we may very well be tempted to increase the price of our service in order to make it seem more valuable. And is this something that you can do just, oh, ah, well, I just increase my price and make it seem like my product is better. Sure, you can do that. Um, remember, it's your Reiki business. You do what you want with it. <laughs> but... Um, this can indeed help someone to perceive that what you're offering is more valuable. It may very well be that valuable, but uh, increasing the price can help it to seem more valuable. Now, this is also a trick in a sense uh, on the consumer because the consumer therefore may be led to believe that a lower priced product or service is not as valuable. And so a consumer may look at a price that seems too low and say, what is wrong with this? Why is this so low? This should be more. Now I'm going to give you an example of this in my own life. This summer, I was casting runes at a small fair, a small festival, back in the Pennsylvania woods. And as I was driving on the back roads to this festival to cast runes, I passed a gas station where gas was substantially lower than anywhere else in the area. I can't remember how much. It was at least 20 cents less. And I was like, ooh, 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 I'm going to stop and get gas there on my way home. So I had a great day casting runes, offering messages, so much fun, as always. And on the way home, I come to this gas station, and I pull up, and I, and I, and I sit there in my car, and I'm like, you know, this gas is so much lower than anywhere else. What's wrong with it? And you know, no one else is at this gas station. What's wrong with it? And you know, all of the people driving by, they must be locals. They're not stopping. They must know something I don't know. What's wrong with this gas? Now, I know the trick. I know this pricing trick. And so I said, okay, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> you know that as human beings, we are programmed when we see a really low price like this to say, wait a minute, what's wrong? What's the catch? And so knowing that, I was able to say, okay, 
is there something really wrong with this gas? Let's really think about it. Gas is regulated. <laughs> so it's not like I'd be pumping water into my car. Could it be a lower grade gas? Sure, right. And yet again, remember, gas is something that's regulated. I doubt my car is going to blow up. I'm going to take the risk. And so I filled up my tank. I saved a heck of a lot of money on gas that day. I got the receipt, um, but I never had any problems. My car did not blow up. It was great. And I was very happy to get such a great deal on gas. But if I didn't know about this pricing trick, and if I didn't know about that tendency to strongly question when a price seemed too good to be true or too low to be true, I may have very well driven on thinking that, oh, something absolutely must be wrong with this. Now, you know, in the case of my own Reiki business prices, something, for instance, like the Build Your Reiki business program, for the value of the program, it is actually a very low price. So for the value of the program, you know, meeting with me multiple times one-on-one, -on -one, the monthly uh, coaching calls, the forthcoming networking calls, lifetime access to more than 26 hours of pre-recorded Reiki business videos, all of that seems like it's too good to be true for $333. And so there may very well, I am very well aware of this. When I set the price of the program, I was very well aware of the pricing trick and very well aware that someone may look at the program and may look at the price and say, well, this can't be that great. It's so cheap for what is being offered. Therefore, the program must be cheap. So I am aware of that, and yet I still priced the Build Your Reiki Business program at a lower price point for the value because I know and believe that you're smarter than that, and you know a good deal when you see it. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I like a good deal. And so um, it's my honor to be able to offer a good deal to our blessed Reiki community. You know, one of the things about this trick as well that is important to point out is that um, oftentimes the higher the price, not only the more perceived value, but also the more perceived value once a purchaser purchases. So once a client purchases and uses your product or service, in their mind, in order to justify the price, they believe that they've gotten more out of it than indeed maybe they actually have. So here's what I mean by that. You may see astronomical prices for certain things like coaching or um, a high ticket program. You know, high ticket is what they're called, thousands of dollars. And indeed, there are, of course, good, valuable high ticket programs that are worth thousands of dollars. And yet what so often happens at that is that these programs are actually not worth that much, but the people who take them 
even if they're not worth that much to them, will claim that they are in order to justify their purchase. And so what that means is that if we increase our prices, let's say I charge $1,000 for a Reiki session. If someone purchases that Reiki session, first of all, they're going to believe that it's more valuable just because of the purchase price. Like, wow, $1,000 for a Reiki session? Like, this guy must be like Jesus or something. (laughs) Someone is going to look at this price and say, wow, that is going to be a valuable session. And then once they do purchase the session, even if the Reiki session is the exact same kind of session that I might charge $130 for, the person who paid $1,000 is going to feel like they got more out of their session, that that session was more powerful, that it was a better session, and that it had a greater impact on them in order to, in a sense, justify that purchase. We also know from studies that oftentimes it's not simply a justification, which it can be, but it can also be that someone might try harder and take greater ownership over their own healing. However, I do want to say that we hear this so very often that when it comes to pricing, that if you charge someone more, They are going to work harder. They are going to take more value from it. They are going to see it as more valuable. I actually disagree with this because what determines value for many people is the way in which they utilize it, the way in which they view it. And there are many people who will view a free session, a free item or experience just as much as something that is more valuable. Let me give you an example of this in my own Reiki business. I once took a uh, very short business program. It was 50 bucks. Now, someone would say $50, that must have been a terrible program. No, as a matter of fact, for the price, it was a great program. Second of all, someone would say $50. Well, when someone's charging that low, you're not going to put much value into it, Christian. You're not going to get much out of it. You're not going to do much with it because you didn't pay much. You didn't put much into it. Absolutely not the case. I, this was several years ago, I still have those uh, recordings from that training. I still listen to them in my car sometimes while I'm driving. I cannot tell you how many times I listened to those trainings. And indeed, I got lots of value from it. I'm still getting value from it. And that was from $50. And so when it comes to, you know, this idea that, oh, if people invest more financially, then they're more personally personally invested, that is not true. And so investment isn't necessarily about money. It's about the mindset. Investment isn't about the money. It's about the mindset. This, at least, is my view of it. Now, another pricing trick 
is that you'll often hear about the upsell and upsell. And what this means is that when someone purchases uh, from your Reiki business, that you would then, as an upsell, offer something else for them to purchase. And so, for instance, let's say that you offer a Reiki session. It is $100. And as an upsell, you offer a card reading that they can add for $30. That's an upsell. The idea with an upsell is that an effective upsell offers a lower price than the original purchase price. When you do this, it seems that that upsell seems less in contrast to that higher purchase price. And so in an upsell, in an effective upsell, you want to lead with the higher price. And so what that means is that in this scenario in which you are offering a, uh, Reiki session for $100, you wouldn't want to then offer an upsell of a card reading for $200 because then that's going to be like, wow, that's a lot more. No thanks. I'm good with my $100 Reiki session. But if you offer a $30 card reading upsell, then someone looks at that $30 and says, well, heck, it's not that much more expensive than the... Um, uh, then when you compare it to the, the Reiki session, you know, $30 versus $100, sure, I'll, I'll buy that. Why the heck not? And so that contrast is what's important. Again, this comes from Robert Cialdini's book, uh, this idea of the upsell. Um, and so, yes, I do with my in-person clients, um, I have uh, not all the time, but I have also added on a card reading for an additional fee. That would be an example of an upsell. And I personally do not do this in my Reiki business as a trick, although absolutely it can have um, a trick element to it in which people are using it specifically in this kind of way um, to know that, well, an upsell is going to be easier because someone has already bought something of uh, a higher price point. It's like when you buy a car and you've already paid, you know, $30,000 for the car. And then they're like, oh, would you like tinted windows with that? It's only an extra $1,000. And you're looking at $30,000 versus $1,000 and you're like, eh, why the heck not? It's just an extra thousand bucks. Whereas if they said at the beginning, would you like tinted windows for 1000? You're going to say, heck no, no, thanks. <laughs> well, I don't know. You might say yes, but, um, leading with the higher price is going to make the smaller price seem smaller in, in contrast to the higher price. Now, when it comes to the actual price of your service or product itself, some of the tricks with the actual numbers of it are to get the left-hand number, so this is the first number in the price, as low as possible. And so what that means is that if you're looking at offering a Reiki session for $100, the pricing trick is to offer it for $99, to eliminate it from three numbers to two numbers. 
So that number on the left then might be more than the one, but there are fewer numbers. It might also look like if you are thinking about charging a $50 for a $50 piece of jewelry to price that piece of jewelry at $49 to get that left-hand number lower. Now, again, this is a trick. I personally don't utilize this in my Reiki business. However, I will say there is a trick with the right-hand number as well. And that trick is to um, have that number end in a uh, a number that is not a round number. So not a zero, for instance. Um, people apparently like to make purchases with numbers that, that end in odd numbers. Um, again, this is a trick <laughs> that, you know, I personally don't consider it in my pricing, except I will say that there is, you will probably often see prices out there frequently that end in a seven. And I do do this in my Reiki business. And uh, what's really funny is that when I first started seeing prices ending in seven, I was like, that's so annoying. Why would you end a price in a seven? I don't like that. That just annoys me. <laughs> I will also say as an aside that oftentimes in my life, things that annoy me and that I don't like and have a resistance to right away, I end up kind of liking after all. <laughs> Maybe you're similarly uh, minded, but um, I didn't like it. What is up with these sevens? Why all the sevens in the ending price? I don't like this. It annoys me. Just make it a nine or whatever, you know, but a seven, that's so annoying. And then I learned that that is actually a neuro-linguistic programming trick, and that, uh, you know, according, according to the idea, people like the seven and it's some neuro-linguistic thing. I don't know. I personally don't care, but I started doing it because I actually started to just like it. <laughs> and so I started ending my prices in sevens um, because this is when I would have bumped it up an extra, you know, like $3. And so let's say I might have offered something for $100, but um, I was like, but you know, I actually like that seven number. I don't know what it is about it, but I like it. After hating it for so long, I don't know why, but I kind of like it. And so then I would price uh, my service or product at 97 rather than 100 and uh, I just found that I kind of liked that. And I don't even know exactly fully why. It must be a neurolinguistic thing. Another pricing trick, of course, that is really um, unique to our Reiki business experience is, and, and not just Reiki business, but spiritual kinds of businesses, is the duplicate numbers price. So the two two twos, the three three threes, the five five fives. This isn't necessarily a trick, but it's kind of a trick. And I will say that for me, I have generally, typically found those prices to be odd and even a little off-putting. Like two two two, why not just make it two twenty? 
or 230. You know, let's be real that you're pricing it this way in order to have the duplicate number. And so then therefore, what is the real price of this product? And so I, I have to admit that I really didn't care for the duplicate numbers. But over the years, I found them, quite frankly, to just be kind of gimmicky. But over the years, I actually started to use them sparingly. I don't use them frequently, but I use them when I have some kind of a special going on or when I might price the product a little bit higher. But then I say, you know, if I lower this a little bit, I could have a double digit. I don't use the, that that double that multi-digit number, that duplicate um, numbers price to raise, to increase a price. I don't do that. I do that to lower a price. And so what that means is that I might offer, offer a special um, one hour card reading for $60. This might be like a one day special, a weekend special that I run for $60. And I'll say, oh, you know what? If I just drop it five bucks, then it's the cute gimmicky five, five number. And what I have found is that that magic multi-digit number actually compels some people to purchase. So I actually had a student once who told me that they signed up for a class because it was the digits, the multi-digit, you know, like 222 number. Now, I do want to say with Build Your Reiki Business, this is, again, another instance in which I would have priced it higher. And so I actually would have offered Build Your Reiki Business at a higher introductory price point, except I thought, but you know what? If I drop my price point here a little bit, I can offer an even better deal. And it's got that magic number that does really seem kind of magical, especially when you're talking about an introductory price for a program, for a really special program at that. And so, of course, when the price for Build Your Reiki Business increases, it will not be 444. It will not be 555. It will not be one of those duplicate numbers because that is not factoring into my pricing. Build Your Reiki Business is 333 at an introductory rate simply because it was an opportunity for me to have a nice magical kind of number without um, dropping the price point too terribly much. Now, there is so much more to say about pricing. These are some of the things that I have learned over the years in all of my research. What are some of the things that you think about pricing? How do you use pricing in your Reiki business? Do you use any of these tricks? Are you going to use any of these tricks? Now, for me in my own Reiki business, I do want to emphasize that I personally work really hard to keep my prices at a point that is as, as, as accessible as possible for many people, especially as I serve the Reiki community. And so what that means is that in my own pricing, in my Reiki business, I strive to not use the tricks. I strive to not be gimmicky. And I strive to be transparent and fair in my pricing. And I can tell you that as a consumer, 
knowing some of these tricks, including that there is a real expectation for something more expensive to work better, but it doesn't necessarily mean the product or service is any better. I know that for me in my own Reiki business, in my own experience as a consumer, that just knowing this has been helpful. And so I pass along these tricks, even if you don't want to use them in your Reiki business, that you are aware of them as a consumer and you can be on the lookout for them yourself. And so I'm sending so many blessings and best wishes to your Reiki business prices, no matter what they might be. And I'm sending so many blessings and best wishes to your Reiki business. And of course, please do check out standingstoneshealing.com build if indeed you would like to join us for that lifetime Build Your Reiki Business Membership. Sending so many blessings and best wishes. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Build Your Reiki Business podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend. Learn more about the Build Your Reiki Business program at standingstoneshealing.com slash build. Sending blessings and best wishes to your Reiki business. <laughs>